You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> what are you to see? What are you doing here? Uh, That's better. Doing a podcast. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Professional face. Welcome everyone to another episode of uh, Go Fish the Marketing Tips podcast, where each week we give you a snippet of a golden nugget that will hopefully make your business a little bit more marketing efficient from your budget. Uh, with me are my co-host, the the brains behind my brawn, uh, is Elaine Atherton from <laughs> To Sum It Up. How are you doing, Elaine? I'm really good, yeah, really good, thank you, yeah. And uh, Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. Hello, everybody. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's been a busy week so far, and it's going to be a, a busy podcast, this one, I think. It is indeed. Uh, I should introduce myself. My name's Mark Pollard from Funky Vibes Marketing. Uh, some quick housekeeping. Um, we have all our social media platforms, which is actually the topic we're covering today, so it's just as well we do. Go underscore fish marketing. Um, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like and follow our pages because we do some posts and we're going to start doing some tips on there. Extra golden nuggets in addition to the show. It also let you know when the next show is available. Unless, of course, you subscribe uh, on all the major platform podcast platforms where you can get our show. Um, if you subscribe, they will automatically download to wherever it is you listen to your podcast from. So make sure you do that and share and like it with your friends and family because the more people that listen, the merrier. We also like questions. If you send an email to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk, so when we touch on these topics, if there's anything you don't think we've covered or you'd like us to elaborate on, or if you think, golly gosh, Elaine sounds like she knows what she's talking about, uh, then you can contact us directly and we can hopefully help you answer it or even uh, you can uh, use our services to address the problem. So I think that's everything. <laughs> well done. Deep breath, yeah. So, um, right, to give me a chance to drink from my glass of water very quietly, uh, we'll go on to the news section. So each week we cover uh, marketing news, so things that may have cropped up in the ordinary daily world that might have an impact or give an opportunity for you to capitalise on whatever strategy you might be putting in place. Elaine, we'll come to you first. Okay. Have you got any news for this week? Well, you know what? He's back, Kevin. That is Kevin the Carrot from Aldi. We'll all be delighted who followed Kevin uh, in the past because um, he's got a new a new story. And this year, the story is, he is, let me get it right, he is fighting off the leafy blinders. I mean, what a story. Leafy blinders. The leafy blinders. <laughs> now, I haven't watched it yet, I will say. Is this an R-rated advert? Well, I don't know. You see, I mean, are leafy blinders, you know, let's talk Christmas dinners here. Are we talking sprouts or are we talking other vegetables? I don't know. I like At sprouts. I do. I like sprouts. I'm all yeah. for sprouts. Yeah. Oh, we're all agreed on something. So get sprout, <laughs> sprout crisps these days. You know? Can you really? Yes, you, you can, can yeah. yes. Never they they sound them. vile, by the way. They, they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it takes the mind somewhere you don't want to go, does it? Sprout crisps. But, yeah, so I suppose the, the, the sort of thought behind that is, is it a good thing to bring something else out, bring something out again, dust it off a little bit and change it? Do people quite like that? I don't know. What's your thoughts on that, guys? I think for Christmas, it's become a bit of a, 
um, an exciting and an eager anticipation of what certain stores. John Lewis is a good one. Yeah. Everyone wants to know what the latest um, John Lewis yeah. advert's going to be. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's raising brand awareness, isn't it? Yeah. It was obviously popular last year, so maybe they're, they're thinking, well, let's do something different. Yeah. Let's do the same again. Absolutely, um, yeah. Which yeah. is markedly different to what most stores do. No, interesting. So, I, as I say, not watched it yet, but looking forward to seeing it. Welcome back, Kevin. <laughs> um, my new story, now I'm going to keep it vague because um, it's actually based on a local event. Um, in a particular area which will have little relevance to people listening outside of that area but there is um, recently I saw on social media tying back into our topic of this week um, I saw um, a promotion for a Christmas event and there were people who were threatening to boycott the event because of one of the storeholders one of the the people who'd be selling their wares at this event um, it actually got to the point where I think that person was asked not to come to the event. Now, uh, from a relevance point of view for what we're talking about generally on these podcasts, I guess there's two ways of looking at this, which is number one, if you have a service or offer a product that might fall into that slightly more controversial car- um, category. So, for example, selling fur or, or shooting animals yep. or, or selling yeah. meat or things like that <clears throat> is there something that you should be doing your marketing plan to address these quite obvious concerns that people will have so for example if you source your your products ethically because you can get fur items mm. which are sourced ethically and yep, from yep. from appropriate yep. places so it doesn't necessarily mean your product is something that isn't environmentally friendly or good for the wildlife but if you don't tell anyone they're automatically going to assume you're taking Bambi down to the forest for a new fur coat which <laughs> one is step it, too far Mark <laughs> <laughs> which, which isn't going to do your brand any good no. is it uh, and then I guess the second thing is what sort of PR damage is that going to have done to the event A by introducing those people and then B having to backtrack mm. and remove them I didn't know what your thoughts were Chris well is that uh, are you suggesting that this is the the power of social media that's hounded this Stallholder out of his uh, position. Uh, yeah, I, it, well, it, I saw the advert for mm. the event on social media. Yes. I also saw the comments made by the people on social media. So yes, it, it was the it was the only way in which I would have come across this because it's not my kind of thing. And it, it, is that a good use or a bad use of social media, in your opinion? I would probably say it was good. Elaine, what do you think? Well, I'm good. Yeah, I sort of see it from both sides, really. I think, yeah, and this is definitely a, a topic for another time. Is you know, is the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media, isn't it? Really, mm. um, you know, it. Unless I suppose back to Mark, Mark's point, if you're not very close, not very clear. I'm sorry, too much waving of my my arms. If you're not very clear on what your offering is and your ethics and your morals behind it then people will make their own assumptions, won't they? And I think that on, in, the, in that respect, uh, you can't assume that people will know what you mean. And I think that in, in itself is massive if we're not clear. Um, so, so therefore, people will tend to tilt on the side of negativity yeah. uh, and fill in the gaps themselves. 
I guess mm. the po- the positive for me was I came across an event I wouldn't have come across yes. because it was on social media and it yeah. was being promoted in a way where it dropped into my timeline, whereas I wouldn't have stumbled across it any other way. Yeah. Uh, number two, I wouldn't have seen the comments and the thoughts to even know that that, that, that stall holder was there or that people would have an issue with it but for that post and the comments that go on there. Um, and I guess in terms of addressing the the issues that were raised, if I were that store holder, I would have probably have had my marketing strategy in place to have addressed these concerns mm. long before these events. Because yes. yeah. as soon as I started selling a certain type of product, I would have thought, right, okay, I'm going to have people who won't like me for this reason, yeah. this reason. So what can I do either to protect myself or what can I do to um, allay people's fears of those particular yeah, issues. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'd have done that, when those comments were posted, I would have hopefully have had the arsenal to be able to go back and go, I really, I, I, I completely understand your point. Mm. I don't disagree with you, but mm. let me assure you that it's ethically sourced, it's done in this way, yeah. you know, yeah. X, Y, and Z. And then, then you're nipping it in the bud, yeah, aren't exactly. you? Yeah. Sometimes the best way of, of addressing negative comments is mm. actually to be overly nice to them um, or to to front them directly in the debate and have the debate. It doesn't have to become yeah. a shouting match. And no, it doesn't. In fairness to no. the person who made the comment, it wasn't. They weren't being negative and they weren't no. attacking. They were voicing a concern, which mm. is mm. actually easily addressed with a very sensible debate. Yeah, you yeah. can't think that that uh, stallholder uh, that it's the first time that he's met this problem. I, so I, I would, I, I would be amazed yeah. if it was. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, yeah, though, isn't it? Yeah. it is. yeah, it is. It's as you say, it's putting it all out there before, isn't it? And allaying people's fears or the or the things that might stop them or make them anxious. Say it, mm-hmm. get get it out there first, yeah. And then you're saving mm-hmm. yourself a, a massive mopping up exercise, then, aren't you? Really? Well, address the elephant in the room. Yeah. People yeah. like to hide the elephant away. And it's no. Yeah. It's now we're on to elephants now. Anyway. <laughs> well, talking about elephants in the room. <laughs> Who are you referring uh, to there, Chris? I know. <laughs> well, we we have uh, we have the two big beasts going up against one another in the general election very oh. shortly. I'm glad you finished that sentence because I'm wondering who he's talking about with that. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> um, and from a social media perspective, Twitter have uh, Twitter have banned political adverts. They banned it with effect from the 22nd of November. Um, so they they have taken steps to uh, um, to distance themselves, if you like, uh, from the. Uh, politicizing of their of their platform by the parties now that's not to say that individual politicians can't still can't still post and post their views but in in advertising terms twitter has said no we're not we're not doing it mm. interestingly facebook hasn't um and it's possibly indicative of the two platforms i mean how do you feel about that mm. Is that that something they should have done? Is this for freedom of speech thing? Is um, I I don't know. There's been all this furore about uh, about about these platforms being manipulated, Um, and it is true that they know a heck of a lot about us, and they tell us they tell it they can tell us direct to our inbox what uh, what we want to what we want to hear effectively. I don't, I don't know, Mark. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit, um, 
a little bit concerned about the whole the whole political and social media social media thing because mm. I do believe we we have been and are being manipulated on certain subjects. And what better than a general election with everything that's at stake? But Elaine, surely it's something that could be relatively easily resolved. So from a, a finance point of view, there are rules which limit how much money can be spent on a general election. Mm. Uh, presumably the, the platforms, well, Twitter in particular, is specifically referring to the ability to promote adverts. So yes. it's not stopping people from posting political comments. Mm. No, no. So it's adverts. So it's a very niche part of their platform that they're they're looking to control um so surely it must be a case that for a general election any political advert has to be done by um an authorized party and therefore will be allocated to the platform uh, sorry allocated to the budget mm. that has been set so it can mm. be easily assessed as to whether they've spent enough much uh, enough money in which case, it's not really manipulation. It's no different to perhaps having, you know, an advert for each of the parties on on, on the TV. And yeah. arguably, they could even mm. say, right, each day will be a different party advert yeah. day. Yeah. I suppose, and this, I don't fully understand the workings, if you like, of, of uh, Twitter. Um, and I suppose the 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 knock on effect is is of the, you know the, the algorithms all those things is the impact of that you know far greater and is is that part of the reason or what what was the real reason they gave i suppose is, is the I, I think i think twitter's i think the real reason behind twitter's is um they've they've taken the moral high ground um which is ironic because i think most people get abused from yes, twitter don't they yes but they they've taken this moral high ground they don't have they're not as influential as uh, mm. as facebook and uh, and presumably these days instagram as well where the the audience is massive and the targeting is uh, mm. is very precise so they've uh, they've created they've created a um, not a feel-good factor, but they, they've mm. they've taken the moral high ground, yeah. and they said, "There we are. That's our contribution to uh, to society Being for this impartial. general election." Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't really see it as a moral high ground. <laughs> no, no. I, it, mm. That would be the same as the BBC going right. We're now not going to have any party political segments on mm. our show. I was like, well, how else are we going to hear the debates? How else yeah. are we going to hear quite the an arguments? They haven't been caught Stumps. up with mm. with the uh, with the arguments about manipulation and uh, the, the manipulation of the uh, of the electorate and, mm. and, and, and such but the like manipulation uh, taking the Cambridge Analytica mm. and there's actually quite an interesting show on Netflix which I'll stick in the show notes because I can't for life remember what it was but it was about the Cambridge Analytica scandal and how it was seen to have had an effect on the Trump election campaign and how mm. they went about doing it. Um, and a lot of that was um, political ads were being done by non-political parties yes. to slander yeah. um, some of the um, candidates for the other mm. parties mm. Uh, with the idea being they'll drive down the polls and therefore yeah. they'll they'll win the election. Um, but again, going back to what I said, it's mm. a very easy solution where any ad campaign which has any political references to it in any way, shape or form during the general election period can be specifically said it, it has to come from uh, a, a registered party that is part mm. of the yes. general election. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it won't be allowed because immediately you'll nip that in the bud. Yeah. Um, but you're still allowing for the promotion of people's ideas mm. and manifestos and you mm. get vital information out there that voters should know. Yeah. And fake news. And fake, and fake news, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's, but that's the problem, Mark, isn't it? Yeah. There's so much. We, we went through a period uh, earlier this year on, on social media not knowing what was genuine news mm. and not knowing whether it was April the first, um, it, it was uh, it was it was pretty appalling at one stage, and and Trump uh, Trump himself mm. made the most of it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Interesting. Well, so, so fascinating. Anyway. Yeah, yes, fascinating. You could, we shall see. We could discuss that over a pint for many an hour, <laughs> couldn't we, guys? Um, but it does tie in nicely mm. to our topic this week, which will be social media. We're going to talk about all of the platforms in a generic sense today. It is a huge topic, mm. to say the least. So we will do shows that are specifically geared towards each of the platforms further down. So don't have a meltdown if you're thinking, oh, I was hoping to find out loads more about how to make the most of my LinkedIn profile because it just so happens we have someone here who <laughs> may be able to help with that question. hope so. Um, but we'd like to give him more than five minutes to try and give us a bit more background in a topic that he certainly couldn't cover even in an hour-long podcast. Um, so, I guess, where do we start? Where do we start with social media? Um, well, do we all use it for our businesses? Well, we do. We definitely do, don't we? Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think business could survive without uh, without social media these days. And the figures are, uh, some of the figures are eye-watering, aren't they? Mm. Um, I did do a little bit of research earlier. Oh, he's pulling out the papers, <laughs> Elaine. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, I'm not going to not going to laden everybody with stat after stat, but I think one one stat is interesting on uh, on Facebook, and they because there has been this thought that Facebook is it's on the way out. I mean, there's billions of people on, mm-hmm. but it's on the way out is the mm-hmm. word. Well, it's not, is it? Eighty two percent of millennials. Uh, people who, in other words, people who were born between 80, 1981 and 1996. You know, I miss out on that by a year. Do you? Yeah. Oh, shame. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> I've missed out by 12 months. So you're, you're Generation X then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so 80, 82% of millennials, 76% of Generation X. I mean, these are huge, huge mm. figures. Um and going going even further back, um, those born between 1946 and 64, 59%. That's a pretty big figure for that mm. age group as well. So Facebook is alive and well and, uh, and prospering, mm. making, I would suggest, millions and well, billions out of, yeah. uh, out of Facebook advertising since it was introduced, uh, which is an extremely effective... Mm. Uh, uh, extremely effective advertising method, which I've no doubt we'll talk about later. But that that's just just one stand. The, the Twitter stats are great. The the LinkedIn stats are growing. Um, Pin, Pinterest and Instagram continues to prosper, and some of the smaller ones have their have their niche mm. uh, have their niche markets as well. So um, businesses, yes, businesses today are not really. Um, well, they're missing out if they're not uh, not on some yeah. sort of social media that suits them. It's hard to imagine not 
personally, even, you know, from all the, from the career I've had, hard to imagine not actually using social media. I can't imagine not using it at all because it's you're just missing out on so much. But I guess the way you use social media has changed over the years. Mm. So going back to the stats you just mentioned about Facebook, everyone probably has a Facebook page, but do they still use Facebook in the same way as they used to do? Has it changed and adapted? Mm. Do you still use it in the same way that you did? So the younger generation perhaps don't... When Facebook first came into existence, um, there were relatively, if any, other social media platforms whereas there's a lot more competition now so people mm, yeah, use different yeah. ones for different reasons yeah it would be interesting on those stats you gave there chris really as to as to what what purpose are those people using it for they're all using it but what are they using it for because it's it's like percentage of people who use it for business or personal or oh, that's personal oh yeah yes so that, that, those are that personal to, profiles to see that, wouldn't it? yes I, I, yeah. I, I needed to do some uh, deeper digging for the business pages but uh, obviously well, the stats will be a lot less but no. um, but nevertheless um, the the Facebook business pages are alive and well and yeah. the Facebook advertising facility is fantastic. Mm. So as a business would you have a page on every platform? I think so yes even if even if the platform wasn't particularly relevant just having a, a dormant page is it's another fingerprint on the web for search engine optimization purposes, mm. isn't it? And you might use it in the future. Yes, yes, as times change, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you don't use it from the get-go doesn't mean to say you won't at some point, but one of the mistakes people often make is they don't do it, and then when they come around to doing it, someone else has pinched mm. yes. that name. Yeah, true. Yes, yeah, good yes. Good point. Mm. Do do you do you are you on most of the platform most of the major platforms? Yeah, alone? Yeah, yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, obviously, I've got my Facebook page, my business page, business Facebook page, um, Instagram. Yeah, so I I feel like for me it's manageable. I think that's the that's the challenge, isn't it? And I know we've we've touched on this before. Is it's how many things do you do? I think if you if you sort of overwhelming yourself with oh I've got to do all these things and I've got to keep doing it and otherwise it's not going to work. Uh, it it can just feel like you don't do any then, doesn't it really? So a good advice though, definitely get the name. So what are the main do's for social media? Uh, the, the main do uh, do have a do have a, a strategy. If you're going to go into social media, why are you going? Why are you going onto Twitter? Why are you going onto Facebook? Why are you using LinkedIn and, and so on? Um, mm. So so plan it. Why are you there? What are you going to say? How are you going to say it? Mm. There's there's such a thing as a social media rhythm, and people will tend to expect your your posts um, if you get into this rhythm. They'll they'll expect them at the same yeah, time really good. on the yeah. same days. Yeah. Um, so so you know, be that person that lives up to the uh, lives up to the expectations of the people who are waiting for for those posts. Not necessarily waiting for those posts, but you know what I mean. They're, You've they're, got keener people watching you than me. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, I, I wish. Um, 
but but no, I mean the, the social media rhythm is good for you as well because it mm. uh, it's a discipline for you. It's all about habit as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. if you can get into the to the habit of uh, of posting on a regular basis or planning the posts on a regular yeah. basis, which is a whole different thing. And I guess the, the point in all this is, isn't it? Because we're saying what we should be doing. It was like, why are we doing it? We're doing it to build an audience, aren't yeah. we? And a following. So I think that, you know, we can't lose sight of Well, you're that. selling things, aren't you? Well, absolutely selling things. So, you know, you've got, you, you want to be talking to people, don't you? So you're talking to the people who you know you can help. So, and to do that, you've got to get yourself out there. So, so I suppose that's really the next thing, isn't it? How do we build an audience then? What, what are the key things for building well, an audience? Well, engagement is one of the key mm. things, isn't it? Um, in, engage with others on, on, their, uh, on their feeds. Um, what do you mean by engage? Because some people might not necessarily okay. know. That's a, that's that's, a very, yeah, that's a very technical you get married, term, isn't it? It, yeah, Mark? it could. <laughs> Well, in, engagement would be would be any interaction between uh, between a couple of parties on the uh, on, on let's say on Facebook or mm. LinkedIn or Twitter, um, asking asking somebody a question about their business, uh, taking it taking it offline, uh, sending them a direct message if you're interested in their business or if you think you can you can help that business, try and find out a bit more about them yeah. uh, if they're a potential customer. Especially on LinkedIn. I mean, mm. LinkedIn is... Oh, I'm, I'm off now, aren't I? Um, <laughs> oh. I'll him in. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, especially on LinkedIn, because the, you will see opportunities on LinkedIn. And it's... But, but you can't go straight in with a, with a, I can do this for you. You've got to, you've got to go in gently, get to know them, have an exchange, uh, a, a exchange of, uh, of views about, the, about each other's company. And then try and arrange to uh, try and arrange to meet and mm. uh, and discuss where you can be of mutual benefit to to one another. Really, um, tagging people in is quite a good way yeah. of getting engagement. So yeah. whenever I do work for somebody, I usually do a post to show off the work, but I'll tag them in. So it's more it's almost geared as much to promote that business as it is yes. mm. to promote the work that we've done. And what you tend to find is that people will like and share it to their pages and their audiences will then see it and engage with it yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and naturally over time you end up both sort of cross promoting each other yeah. by default yeah it's yeah. amazing i think isn't it um i mean i've been i don't know how many years i've been on linkedin but many years and it is amazing how many people watch what you post but don't necessarily comment and then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. there could be something you put on that hits something with them and they respond to it or they engage. So so you really, you know, it's, it's a point, isn't it? You don't actually really know how many people are following you and watching you, probably a lot more than you think. Um, and then when you, you hit on a topic that's that's sort of, you know, they can relate to, you can get some great interaction, can't you? So. The, the, the difficulty today is that um, the, the LinkedIn and Facebook policies on um, reach, organic reach, mm-hmm has has got to such a pitch that um uh, that organic that genuine organic reach is very very difficult now um i think i read recently that the figure was somewhere they'll release it to around about release your post to around about 5% of uh, of the people that follow you right well that's not very many it's not is it um so <clears throat> the, there are there sorry are techniques. so just to clarify that if you've got 100 people on who like your page mm. they would only share it with five people yeah mm. potentially 
Um, I mean, if you've got uh, if you've got a thousand people, let's let's ramp the figures up a bit. A thousand people, fifty would see it. Mm. Um, now, if you get some uh, if you get some interaction with those fifty, uh, if fifty will like and uh, and perhaps put a comment and so on, then in the first two hours of a post, um, that's the crucial period. If you get interaction within those first two hours on Facebook and LinkedIn, it could apply to Twitter as well. I'm not absolutely certain on that but certainly facebook and linkedin um interaction on the first two uh, two hours facebook will will regard it as being a popular post in inverted mm. commas and will release it to a wider uh, for a wider organic reach then if it gets further interaction they'll release it further um mm. and those that do really really well have gone through that process but they would have had to get that very early, uh, very early engagement in order to uh, in order to mm. achieve the the large reach. So that must be a misconception people have if they feel they've got a thousand f- people who follow their page. They're going to assume a thousand people will see every post that they have. But mm. what you're essentially saying is that's not true no. unless, unless no. it's good quality. Perhaps the vast majority of those people will never know. You ever posted it? No, you'd you'd feel a bit disappointed, wouldn't you, if you if you did your the best post you'd ever done, <laughs> and, uh, and and sort of five people liked it um, mm. out of you out of your I don't know eight or nine thousand followers mm. or connections. Um, that would be deeply disappointing if you if you thought everybody was seeing it, but mm. only five. But they're not. They're not seeing it. There's a tiny percentage seeing it. That's the problem. So, how do we make a post um, one that's likely to get that kind of a response, that sort of engagement? Mm. What sort of things do you have in your post, Elaine, to try and inspire people to like and share and comment? And comment. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, and I suppose in a way, I write a post as I like to read a post. If that makes sense. So, what catches my attention is the same thing that I use, I suppose, and whether that's you know, makes sense, I don't know. Um, so I like things that can perhaps sometimes be a little bit controversial. So, you know, you, you have a belief, it's not necessarily other people's belief. I'm a firm believer and we're not all the same. So so I'm quite happy with a, a good old debate. Um, so I like things like that. Um, I, a bit of a, a poll, you know, you ask people's opinion. People love to give their opinion, don't they? Let's face it, we're all, we all like to do that. So that's that sort of thing. Did you know? I love things like that as well. You know, did you know these things, some factual stuff that people like a bit of, I never knew that, a bit like us with LinkedIn. You know, so there's things like that, that I, I it's of interest to people that can generate a conversation. Ultimately, what, you know, particularly, um, I'm, in my head now I'm thinking LinkedIn, particularly on LinkedIn, um, you know, then you get some really interesting comments from people that you look at then think, well, oh, you know, that person isn't following me now or uh, or we're not connected, but actually I'd like to connect with them because they, they're sort of on the same page as me or there's a bit, there's a bigger conversation that could be had. Yeah, it's so a good opportunity. It is, mm. yeah. So I think for, for me, it's, I'm not a big lover of lots of dull stuff, really. Um, I think, you know, make it... I can relate to that. <laughs> Make it meaningful. She puts up with us too, though, doesn't <laughs> yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very good. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's how I looked. I, I love a good blog. Uh, I don't know, similarly on um, 
LinkedIn. You can do like an article, things like that. And it just, like, yeah, make it meaningful. And, you know, be yourself a bit as well. Put your own stamp on it and your own personality. Because often, sadly, uh, I've seen people get slaughtered for some of the things that they've genuinely put themselves out there. And you think, you know, it's just not right. People shouldn't do that. You can disagree with people. But you don't need to criticise and have a you know real pop at people for for their their thoughts. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah, that's where I stand on it, and it works for me. And Chris, um, what was the question, Mark? <laughs> Are you trying to say I answered very long windedly there? Was, clearly, you didn't do it sufficiently. You, clearly, you didn't do it sufficiently to get the right kind of engagement. Um, uh, what what sort of content would you have that you would feel? Well, I think um, the the, the con- whatever the content is, uh, obviously you're going to you're going to promote your own your own services, your own company, but you mustn't do it all the time on on social media. So it's it's giving a little. It's um, it's seven top tip, tips for uh, bootstrap marketing. Uh, that that type of that type of post. Um, it could be it could be a, a, a um, it could be a video a video blog a vlog as they say, uh, but one of the one of the most successful posts I had uh, it's going back a little while now but um, it was about GDPR, um, and it was just two or three lines of text, uh, and it, the the bottom line was, will GDPR see the end of of, uh, of email marketing, and. That got something like um, thirty-five thousand reach, um, with huge number of comments for and against. It was one, you know, it was a case of "Don't be so ridiculous." To yes, it will, um, and and that's. I just sat back and watched. You know, get pulled mm. up a chair, got my popcorn. <laughs> And, uh, and and responded the to the yes, absolutely. Great evening uh, for Mrs. Roxburgh. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but the, the, Lane said before, or one of you did, about sometimes being controversial. Mm. Um, and that, I wasn't being particularly contra- controversial. I was just asking a question uh, because this was a very real problem at the time. Mm. And frankly, it, you know, it wasn't far off the truth either. Mm. Um, That's good to know. <laughs> Well, no, email marketing has mm. survived, but it's survived in a much more watered-down state. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But so, so my my bottom line advice there would be: we mix it up, mix up your uh, mm. mix up your, your purely text posts, video posts, posts with a picture, posts with advice, posts with uh, posts with the, the posts that sell your services that tell people what you're what you're all about. Mm. How do you approach it? Uh, firstly, I like it to look pretty. <laughs> it always has to look pretty. You do actually, He's the visual yeah. guy, yeah. isn't he? I do like the yeah. visual. I think videos and graphics mm. and images to go along with each post adds context or adds more information. Mm. Uh, the statistics on engagement with videos <clears throat> is, is, is out there for everyone to know. Mm. It's about 10 times, isn't it, or something like that. So it, it's a, it's a non no brainer to include video content if you can yeah. um customizing it so that your, your logo can be on things even if it's just a straightforward image mm. even if it's an image that you've bought as a stock one just again just re-emphasizes your brand even when it doesn't need to do um so i i, I always try and make sure that that's on there um and using the platforms 
correctly. So I might I might do the same post across each platform, but the way it's written will Mm. differ. And it's even simple things like the different way in which the platforms process how you do the post. So, for example, on Instagram, if you want to create a gap between the paragraphs, you have to do a you have to not leave a space after the last letter on the sent on the line or the sentence mm. and then go down two lines and start it on a almost a third oh, line right. whereas on obviously Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter it's just how you would write it on a normal yeah. word mm. document so if you don't know that on Instagram if you're doing something that's quite lengthy with text it just becomes this big block of text which no one wants to read and even if you're trying to write it as though you would do on Facebook or LinkedIn and you don't use that that knowledge um as soon as you press send it'll just block it back up to being a, a block of text yeah. again and that mm. becomes over facing for people linkedin uh facebook if you have a a, a url a, a link to the a web page if you put it into the body of the the post mm. it'll generate the link below yeah you can then delete that yep. link yeah. out of your post yeah. it drives me nuts and i know marketing agencies who do this yeah. where they'll do the post and leave the link and it just looks scruffy yeah it does and yeah. it doesn't need to be there no. and actually it tells me two things about that business number one they don't know how to use it properly which is worrying mm. if they sell that service uh, and number two they aren't really taking the care to do it properly which no. then leads into well, what else don't they do properly yeah Maybe Note to self: Go and check yeah. my posts. <laughs> no, I I, I, yeah. I, I firmly agree with you there. And I think, yeah, on that, on your point there, which is a brilliant point, isn't it, about your branding and people recognising you, and that you know, it all loops back to, isn't it? You, you're looking to build an audience, so you people like familiarity; they like to see things, and it takes them a while to sort of get to like you doesn't it so the more you're doing it in a branded way that people think oh i've seen that and i've there was somebody i i literally followed because i love their visuals I, on linkedin i just thought god they are brilliant whoever's doing those is just really captivating people's uh, attention and or capturing people's attention and um so it's so true isn't it uh, you you are drawn to certain things but you've got to keep doing it for people to start to remember you and recognize you and you have to be consistent Mm. so each platform has a profile page and Mm. each profile page has somewhere for you to have your 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 profile picture yeah and usually with the obviously the exception of instagram has a somewhere where you can have a banner have Mm. them all the same across the different platforms so that people will recognize it instantly as being your page whatever platform they're on make sure that those images fit so the Facebook banner size is different to the Twitter, which is different to the LinkedIn page, which is different to the LinkedIn personal profile. Yeah. If you don't size them right, things go out of mm. the picture. They don't crop correctly. And again, it just looks shoddy. Yeah. And keep an eye open for when uh, <clears throat> for when the platform reconfigures the page because they, they do that on occasions. And I've seen sales messages uh, on the on the background banner completely obliterated on LinkedIn because they've moved the uh, the profile picture of the person. Mm. LinkedIn's terrible for that. There's been yeah. a number of times where I've had to change the banner and then spend hours reshuffling it all around because, <laughs> well, even, even on the mobile version of Facebook, so yeah. the page business page on the computer and the business page yes. on your mobile mm. are set differently. So if you've got text, it might fit in the banner 
on the computer screen, but as soon as you go on the mobile, it crops it out. So again, you've got yeah. to make sure it's sized properly. Yeah, there's yeah. an intricacy to it, but it's worth doing right. It yeah. really is. Yeah, you don't that. want to be remembered for the wrong reasons, do you? That's the point, isn't it? You don't want someone to look at it and think, "Oh, I remember then." That's still rubbish. It doesn't fit in that square. <laughs> it's there. Uh, yeah, it's all, all true, all relevant. So, um, Chris, how how often should we be posting? It's back to the social media rhythm. Don't give yourself a task that you can't uh, you can't manage. So if you can, if you can manage to do uh, a couple of posts a day on Twitter, one on one post a day on uh, on Facebook, um, perhaps two or three a week on on LinkedIn, and I, I'm I, I'm saying that ratio because Twitter. You're not going to bore anyone on Twitter. That your your post has a has a life of. Um, well, I, I read somewhere it was something horrific like seconds. Um, <clears throat> I suppose it depends on who's reading it and how busy their streams are. But in general, it's it's a, it, it, you've got seconds to make an impact. Um, with Facebook, it's not quite so bad. Uh, but um, so, but what, one a, one a day on Facebook because you don't, what you don't want to do on Facebook if if you get a very successful post and it's it's taking off. You can you can absolutely kill it by po- putting another post. Well, up. you ride the wave, don't you? Yeah, yeah. it's so, interesting. A lot of people don't know that. I I spoke to somebody last week and they didn't realise that. So yeah. it's interesting, isn't it? So no, carry on, Chris. I, well, Sorry, I, yes. I I would mm. if 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 I had a particularly successful post and another one lined mm. up to go. I would shelve that one that was yeah. lined up to go and just well in fact I have done this in the past mm. and wait until all the uh, all the engagement is over with on mm. that uh, uh, t- till the wave has reached the shore. Well what you yeah. can actually do is if if a post has really taken off if you've got content which is relevant to that particular post post it as a comment inside of that yes. original post yes. so you're almost reigniting yes. and keeping mm. the momentum going yeah. of that debate. Mm. And that's good advice Mark. Answer the uh, answer the comments that come into whichever mm. platform it is. Answer the comments that come in because it keeps the uh, it, it keeps the post alive. Yeah. Um, just when it might be might be tailing off. I so, think you might have needed more than one beer then for that post you had before then. If you were there. <laughs> <laughs> how many views? Well, he had it? all night, didn't he? <laughs> he said he's bedding down all night for that one. <laughs> no, that was that was good fun to see that happen. Yeah. So, how do you go about building your audience, Elaine? Because we, we all numbers? start from zero. It doesn't matter who you are. Nope. As soon as that page goes up, it's all zero. And, and I, I feel like I'm talking a lot about LinkedIn, which I know is obviously Chris is probably very happy that I'm talking about LinkedIn. Uh, but for me, I, I started literally, as we all did, from a zero, you know, contacts LinkedIn. And I, I sort of dabbled with it massively at the start. Um, and then when as I started my own business a couple of years ago, or coming up to three years ago now, I then started, well, you know, who do I want to connect with? And then I started to connect with more people. Now I I look less at people who I want to contact currently, this at the moment, um, but people are, are now contacting me to connect. So it feels like, for me, I did a lot of hard work on, on building a network of people that I thought I could help, and I looked at it that way. I didn't look at it as in... It was a two-way thing. I looked at how I could help them or people that potentially might be able to help me in the future. So I had my end goal in mind of what type of people did I want to surround myself with. And it goes back to you know the same thing, isn't it? If you're networking and you're out with people, you surround yourself with people that you think 
we could help each other really essentially so that's sort of where I I started then I I then started posting things that I thought those people might enjoy um goes back to what I said before about you know what some of the did you knows all those types of things and I started to build an audience and it was slow it was slow at the start you know I didn't get it right all the time absolutely not I don't say I get it right completely now but I know I now know by the people who are connecting with me have you got any tools or Mm. tips or shortcuts or or either none does it just have to be blood sweat and tears Uh, there's there's a range um, there's a range of all. I did speak to you a few years ago, Chris. It would have been so much easier. I think if if you LinkedIn in particular, if you if you view um, if you view, let's say, uh, make it a task to view 10, 20, 30 profiles a day, you will find. And if those those are targeted profiles, if those mm. are profiles that are your target market, you will find people looking back at your profile. And the essential thing there is to make sure your profile is client ready, is potential client ready, yeah. that that it's it relates to them, it talks to them, uh, and then they will they will uh, they will mm. ask ask to connect. So do the proactive thing by visiting their page first. Mm. Um, they will because we're all inherently nosy. They'll they'll wonder. Who, who, on earth, who on earth's that? <laughs> they'll have a look back at you. Yeah. You're relevant to them. They want to connect. Yeah. And they're like gold dust. They are your potential client. Um, with Facebook, it's a bit more difficult. Well, just, just before you, we move on, I, I went on your course. So, you know, some real key learnings for me on that was absolutely that, is make sure that your name, <laughs> right under it, say, you do say what you're doing. It's so, it just makes so much sense. And when It's one of those obvious things, think, oh, yeah, that's really obvious. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, because when you look at people commenting, you can straight away see, well, what, what do they do? And it just makes it so much quicker, doesn't it? To it does. think, I'll, I know I, they're going to be right for me. I'll connect with them or yeah. I'm interested in what they do. Yeah. So it's yeah. great advice. Absolutely. What about don'ts? What don'ts do we have? Well, let's hear from you. <laughs> about you, don'ts. You, you've, been, you've been a bit quiet in this podcast. Let, what are your don'ts on social media, Mark? For me, the big don't is ever mix up the quality over quantity mm. philosophy. There are innumerable people who I have unfollowed or unliked because it's just constant drivel. That's the most <laughs> polite way I can put it. <laughs> At least I said dull. You've got you've gone to the drivel word. <laughs> it's it's terrible. It it's either it's either boring or it's too const it's too constant or it's too salesy and it just becomes either monotonous or irritating. The first thing, because I, I I don't have time to sit and read social media during the day. I, I really don't. Um, I might try and occasionally schedule if I'm walking out for lunch or something, try and do a bit of a catch-up or do some posts. But largely my time for, 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 for reading and digesting stuff is in the evening. And the last thing in the world I want is to sit down and have just a stream of sales pitches from somebody mm-hmm. um, or pictures of people posting themselves on a <laughs> continuous basis, um, which doesn't fit in with the business profile that they're perhaps trying to push. No, no. Um, and again, if that's too constant, it, it just it just wants you to switch off mm-hmm. instantly. Um, I would rather have one post a week from them that is interesting or 
or makes me want to engage um, or to use it as a reference point um, than five a day of just rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's true, isn't it? Is that whatever you put on as well, whether it's some drivel, some of it's a bit dull, whatever it is, it should be relatable to your business, shouldn't it? I, I, I do find that really random when people yeah. put something on and you think, sorry, why are you sharing that when it's nothing to do with your business? Or uh, so, And it goes back to your brand and you knowing your customer, doesn't it? What you really sometimes, I don't know, there's the odd you know, fun post, but generally speaking, it should relate to what you do, shouldn't it? It should, and I think mm. one of the mistakes the traps people fall into is their personal pages, which actually are, although your personal pages, they are still intrinsically linked because... People who tend to like your business page either know you or Mm. um, will get to know you. And probably most people who like your pages probably like your personal pages as well. And the big. If you allow them. If you Mm. allow them, of course. Mm. But then it comes down to if you do allow them, make sure that the content you're posting on your personal pages doesn't deviate vastly from your business ethic Mm. or your business message. So I've seen people who's political persuasions have horrified me Um, and actually had not known those political persuasions I would have continued to use their service because their service was great if if I needed them to do a particular job they would be the go-to person because they were brilliant they'd never let you down the prices were great Mm. but as soon as I heard about their thought processes on certain points I was like I I, I can't conduct I can't turn a blind eye to that Um, so they lost me as a client and I Mm. guess he, that person would have never assumed. No, no. I would no. have ever put the two together. No. I, I would never mix. Uh, sorry, rarely mix um, the the personal page with with professional contacts. Uh, we're, we're talking probably Facebook here. Mm. Um, I don't have a personal uh, a personal Twitter uh, Twitter feed, um, and obviously my my LinkedIn feed is. Um, uh, is is me in business anyway because the business is me so um, so from those those are the three main platforms I use um, but I, I hope that my my privacy settings are suitably tied down that that uh, anyone other than uh, friends mm. and, and and family and so on can't actually see my uh, yeah. uh, my personal stuff but I will check it when I get home. <laughs> yeah, just uh, check whether Mark's unfollowed you as well. <laughs> well, you talk about unfollowing, and I, I today what the biggest don't for me on on LinkedIn in particular is you'll connect with somebody, and within an hour you get this heavy oh, sales yeah. post. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, they get unfollowed and removed mm. as a connection because. That's not why what you're there for on uh, on a social media platform. Not to be to be sold at in such an aggressive way. Yeah. And then they follow it up with subsequent messages yeah. every week. Going, why haven't Hi, you I've replied? sent you that message. Yeah, you yeah. haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, they get they get unfollowed and and removed. Yeah, um, not in a, an aggressive sense, but re- removed on LinkedIn and added to Chris's dartboard <laughs> alone. Absolutely. <laughs> And my my don't would have to be the um, don't you know don't if you don't agree with somebody you don't have to you know really go at the people with a, a sort of a you know a sledgehammer I think you can have an opinion but you know 
let's let's all agree to disagree that you know we're not all going to have the same opinion and respect other people's opinion just things sometimes i've seen it actually put some people off thinking i'm never going to post again because i just got annihilated for for that and it's i think that is just not yeah, it's not how it should be, is it? No, really, that's absolutely right. No, when I first started out in so using social media many moons ago, um, if people would post negative comments, the first mm. thing I wanted to do was go to war with them yeah. about it. <laughs> Whereas my other half, who is far more um, sensible than I am, uh, would always say, well, why don't you try and kill them with kindness or yeah. ask a question that opens them up to, to have to elaborate on that comment. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole raft of ways of doing it where you don't come across in the same way as the person who but might it's be trying to... It's almost being the bigger person, you isn't are. it? Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. guess uh, nowadays, given the stats that Chris said about Twitter, mm. um, t- I was going to say today's post, but uh, the post five minutes ago is now today's fish and chip wrapper. Right, so, yep. <laughs> so what, whatever it is that might have upset you today probably won't <clears throat> even be in the ether come no. tomorrow. No, you don't need to worry true. about it, do you? No, no, no. Um, we mentioned it earlier about uh, Twitter changing its policies on political ads. Mm. Uh, we probably are aware of the uh, Cambridge Analytica disputes, uh, uh, which has probably in part led to this Twitter stance. Mm. Are we to assume that this is evidence in itself um, by virtue of whatever your political persuasions mm. are, that Donald Trump is currently the president of the United States of America, that uh, social media advertising works. Oh, yes. Yes, mm. it does. And Facebook in particular, because don't we spill the beans to Facebook, all mm. of us? Well, that, that the I'll put it in the show notes because it is interesting. That documentary on Netflix said that the data that was used for that election process, each individual had over 2,000 data points Mm -hmm. attached to them. So they knew over 2,000 pieces of information about each and every Mm -hmm. single person. And if you think there's millions of people, the amount of data they were using to to Mm -hmm. hone in on who they were aiming for is just frightening. Bonkers, isn't it? It's scary. scary. Yeah, it is. And we're we're back to the manipulation thing because if they know so much about us, they can they can press our buttons ad nauseum, can't they? I was going to say another phrase then, but ad nauseum nauseum was was less offensive. (laughs) So, do you advertise, Elaine? Do I advertise? Yes, I I do. use Facebook advertising uh, and I'm cer- uh, certainly heading to do some more Facebook advertising. It's the one probably where I've had the, the most success. I wouldn't say I was brilliant at it, um, but it's it's the one that works for me, definitely. Because it is a mm. skill set in itself. Each mm. platform has some quite specific criteria you've got to meet. So, for example, graphics to accompany your post. I was mm. banging on about how you want it always to look beautiful, but with Facebook, there's only certain proportion of text to image ratio before it it sees you trying to get two messages, both the body of the message and the text, so it won't. Certain graphics will get punished if there's too much text yeah. on them. There's little things like that. Yeah. You, you have to know, don't you, Chris? You do, you do, mm. and you're the man to know it. Um, mm. I, I, my, my focus when I'm doing any Facebook post post boosts or page boosts 
is uh, is my audience. Who am I writing that particular promotion for? Is it promoting a workshop? Is it pro- promoting a service? What is it promoting and who's likely to respond to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and Facebook is very, very good at being able to identify your, mm. your target market. It allows you to really hone in on your demographics, mm. doesn't you? Sex, yeah. age, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. geographical location, and even keywords. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I think, though, um, in fairness to both you and Mark, I think there's a lot to the layman doing it. You know, I'm, I'm sort of self-taught on it, and I've, I've got a good friend who does it, so, you know, she's helped me over the years. But actually, unless if you don't know anything it's actually quite hard to do it it's very, it's easy to say isn't it oh it's, it's an easy one to do but it's only easy if you've got some understanding and some knowledge so for you guys it is you know it you fine-tuned and 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 obviously they, they make changes all the time anyway don't they yes, as well yeah. so you've got to keep abreast of all of those so so to the average little you know little person business owner it's not always that easy i think facebook isn't too bad it does talk you through it step by step mm. and it's quite it is quite simplified yeah. and the graphic criteria mentioned that it will tell you oh we're not we don't think this image is suitable you can change it mm. if you want so it does it, it does allow guide you to do you. it does yeah. guide you through yeah. linkedin I have to say LinkedIn's a bit like requiring a NASA degree because <laughs> that's a bit more complicated, isn't it? Clunky's the word I'd use, Clunky. yes. yes yeah. oh, good uh, word. <laughs> yes, it, uh, Facebook is very, very intuitive. Mm. But it, interestingly, we're, we're talking about slightly different types of advertising, aren't we? You're talking about the Facebook advert and I'm talking about boosting posts and uh, and, 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 and the, well, that's a very we, good point, isn't it? Yeah, people, yes, do, yes, go no, on. No, 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 I insist. Oh, go on, just get You're on with it. You're the social media guru. <laughs> no, well, the, if if you have a post that you're particularly uh, uh, particularly proud of and and want to want to make the uh, to to push the message far and wide, you can boost that post to your chosen audience. Now I think Mark, where your where yours comes in, and I would like you to take over here because because you have to design and uh, now it's not it's something I've done a, a few a handful of times, but I've not done it to the degree that you you're talking about. No, so the advert is the one probably that requires the specific yes. graphic. Um, yeah, that that that's just the the adverts that you'll see pop up in your feed a bit more. The boost does takes an existing post, doesn't it? Just yes. yeah. going back to what Chris was saying, and I wonder why they do that now. Thinking about it, mm. uh, they would restrict five percent of your audience or whatever it might be to only see your post, and yet if you boost it, maybe a few more of them might happen to stumble across it but oh, well, to, I, I can answer that you've one. got to part with some wonga before <laughs> yeah. you have the privilege yeah. of doing that well a couple of years ago uh, mark zuckerberg made an announcement it could be three years ago um that uh, that he was going to clean up the uh, clean up the facebook feeds because they were becoming cluttered with with advertising material and promotions <laughs> from companies because we were all, all able to do it for free then mm. um it's so, now cluttered with paid for. So yes, <laughs> yeah. So so in, cl- in cleaning up the in cleaning up the feeds, w- what he did was he said he said you're now only going to see stuff from people who you care about. So people that you've interacted with, like family mm. and close friends, and and, and whatever else. Um, I don't know whatever else it might be, but uh, but family. Let's believe that family and close friends. <laughs> um, so, but he said, but. 
We're doing that so you'll see less, but for the businesses, what we're going to give you is a great advertising facility. And in fairness to, to Facebook, it is cheap. I mean, it, you, can, you can reach your precise target market for a very, very, very minimum fee. Um, and as I say, the process is quite simple, yes, so yeah. you can learn it and do it yourself. Mm. I'm actually a big fan. Having been sceptical originally, I'm, I'm I'm quite a fan now. But LinkedIn? Mm. Clunky. It's quite new, isn't it? LinkedIn it is. is relatively recent to the yes. ad-boosty world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can tell if you've ever tried to do it because I, I just got a headache the first time I tried to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, the first time I tried to do it, I did actually give up. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> He had another beer. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's, it's terrible because it takes you to almost like a completely different place, doesn't it? Yes. Whereas Facebook yes. keeps you within something that looks like Facebook and you can do it yeah. within yes. that page. LinkedIn takes you to a whole new world of tabs and things yes. and scary formal looking pages, aren't they? Well, it's over facing if you've never, if you're not used to doing it. It, it becomes overfacing, whereas the the reality should be anyone mm. should be able to do it. Yeah, and they can on Facebook. They can on so Twitter. Twitter does advertising. Yes, they do. No, I haven't. <laughs> Nor have I. <laughs> <laughs> Next, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, Twitter's a difficult one. Oh, yeah. As you mentioned yes. before, and it's so true because mm. I, 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 Twitter isn't my platform of choice for getting no. my own information. No, because no. after a hectically busy day at work, stepping into what I can only describe as the N twenty five of social media <laughs> is the last thing I want to do in my life because that's what it feels like. Does yeah. Twitter? It's yeah. it's just things whizzing past your ear and you're not sure which one to try and no. flag yeah. down no. or um and, it, and i guess advertising I mean, it must work because they do it yes it's for certain people isn't it i mean it clearly works massively doesn't it for a lot of people so just you know not us maybe yeah. if, if you use twitter advertising Drop us an email at yeah. gofish at thepodstation.co.uk because we'd love to know what you do and how That's you do it call. and what, yeah, what sort of success you get from it. It would be fascinating to it know would. because I haven't yet come across anyone who has wanted to, to 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 do it and I've never felt any particular desire to wander into that yeah. <laughs> shark-infested water. Perhaps one of us ought to try it. <laughs> Elaine, well-volunteered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll say it politely. I don't think so. I don't think it's for me. <laughs> now, this is this is a topic we're also probably going to cover on a separate one, and we mentioned it really because it, it means different things to different people in different contexts. But influencers, online influencers, is mm. another way of of advertising as such. Mm. Um, does anyone want to take the uh, the the responsibility of explaining what we mean by an influencer in this context? I uh, some time ago I, I followed a, an influencer on an American marketing guru on uh, on LinkedIn, and um, he was good enough to uh, to share a post of mine. I'd, I'd been following him for a while, and he shared a particular post, and I saw a, a huge spike in, um, in in followers to me, 
And you might think, well, he's American. He had a quarter of a million followers. Um, they're going to be irrelevant to me. 90% of the people that f- followed me as a result of him sharing my post were actually British, mm. which I thought was uh, interesting just, just on its own. Um, the fact that this American yeah. influencer uh, had so many, so many British followers. And he did do, do that for free. Yes, oh yes, yes, yes. Because there are paid-for influencers who will for a either oh. a, a freebie or um, mm. some money share and promote your products or share your mm. posts to do much the same as what you yeah. experienced there. I, I, I don't like that, mm. really, do you? It, I guess it depends on what it is that you're selling. If if you're selling beauty products and you've got a, a a supermodel who's promoting your products because they use them, they like them, it kind of makes natural sense. But having a supermodel promoting something that's comp- fishing equipment, <laughs> even though that supermodel may have zero interest in fishing mm. and never go fishing, that's when it starts to get a bit weird because... Hmm. The the audience that will follow that individual that influencer isn't necessarily going to be people who are no particularly interested in fishing no, equipment. No. So you you're wasting time and money and yeah probably the, the supermodels time and no well it's interesting. I'm just on that point that you've just made there, Chris. It is interesting, isn't it, that we can get a little bit hung up sometimes, can't we, on the numbers of of followers and how many connections we've got and all of those things. I think you know, I suppose. You know, I know mine's just gone up and up and up over the years. And I think, actually, you know, bear in mind now, only 5% of the people are actually seeing what you put. You know, it's um, it's all relative, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. who it's You can have tons and tons of followers, but if, if you're not putting anything on there regularly enough or people are not interacting, then is it taking your business forward? Which is, goes back to what you said earlier. You've got to be consistent at what you do, haven't you? I think it's Engaging. I think it's a it, it's a quality thing, not a quantity yeah. thing. I think Mark said it earlier on at the yeah. very beginning. Um, some people are hung up by hung up by numbers yeah. and big numbers, mm. um, whereas really it's relevant numbers that yeah. you want, not uh, not huge numbers. Yeah. Incidentally, uh, before before this five percent gets taken. Totally out of context. Um, I, I think. I think what what we really mean is it's a small percentage of people yeah. that uh, that see you post. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't begin to try to put a number on it. Five percent yeah. is something that I heard some time ago. But it's a small percentage of your yeah. following will see you. It's posts. not your full followers. No, no by no means. By any stretch, no. 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 I guess what you mentioned there, Elaine, it leads me into my next question, which is what sort of metrics and what figures should you really be yeah, focusing yeah. on? Um, while you were talking then, I was pulling up, because um, for some reason, beyond belief, bearing in mind, I don't really like social media, but as it's part and parcel of daily life. <laughs> oh, my I word. I know. I just find it exhausting. I'm not- <laughs> Do you need to be a Chris? <laughs> Um, but it's a necessity, it is. so I, I I treat it as such. Mm. Um, one of the billion profiles and, and accounts I have to deal with, I've, I've I've got one where actually there's 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 only fifty followers on it, mm. um, and yet pretty much every engagement gets about seventy, eighty, ninety responses, engagements, interactions mm. of various forms and degrees, which wow. I guess goes back to the, the question, that the mm. metrics of what's important, because mm. yeah. having loads of followers might be fine and dandy, but if 
the full amount of amounts in your post, then that doesn't mean what you think it means. Whereas if you have a low number of followers, like the example I've just given then, because that's a relatively new account, but without it having yet been built up, it's quite clearly that when you do a post, it's 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 either getting the right hashtags in or it's it's yes it's yeah. making relevance to the correct things because there's more people who like the page engaging with the post, which suggests yeah. perhaps that's a better metric. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and I think you, you've you've uh, identified another one mm. there as well with uh, hashtags as an audience builder, mm. um, underestimated because. Uh, Facebook and and LinkedIn were a bit sniffy about it. They regarded it as being very much a a Twitter thing. And lo and behold, Facebook adopted it. And lo and behold, along comes LinkedIn. They said, okay, we'll do it too. Oh, if if you're on Instagram, you have to use your hashtags. It's just a no-brainer. Yeah. That's 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 another good topic then. Hashtags, isn't it? For the future, not today. Hashtag, (laughs) yes. Here all week, guys. (laughs) Hashtag, hashtag. Okay, so have you got any tips, uh, tool tips? We normally try to mention a tool that somebody could use, whether it be a software or a, um, I don't know, a physical tool, I guess, um, mm. a, it, to help particularly with social media duties. Yes, probably. Um, Hootsuite is uh, a social media management tool that can cope with most of the uh, most of the popular platforms. And by spending half an hour on Hootsuite to perhaps plan your week, you can you can actually schedule your your week's posts for for all your platforms, um, and you can be there when you're you're actually working, you're delivering a workshop, or you're uh, at a client pitch, or whatever mm. it might be. So Hootsuite would be my um, it saved me hours of time over over the years. Um, and I think it also allows you to control when the post goes out. So find out uh, find out through one of the many uh, tools out there um, <clears throat> what the most popular time is when your when your followers are online or on the mm-hmm. on the platform yeah, most. Um, and then you've got a slightly better than even chance of increasing the the, the numbers mm-hmm. of that to even that low that low figure because it starts mm-hmm. off at fr- as free for Hootsuite, doesn't it? You yes. can actually get quite a lot for free. Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. And you can schedule, of course, can't you, on Facebook on you can. Uh, business pages, which yep. is uh, which is useful, isn't it? Which is a simple <clears throat> yep. one. Um, I've heard, um, or it's been recommended to me, not looked into it in any great detail, I don't know whether either you two have, is uh, Trello seems to be getting a lot of um, pushing at the moment in a positive way. I don't think it's it works on the basis of Hootsuite, I don't think it's like that, I think, but I think it is all about planning and structure and, you know, your marketing and your strategies, uh, it's... Um, Seems to be quite a popular one at the moment. So it'd be interesting to hear if anyone has tried. Is it, that actually. like a calendar? Yeah, I think it is. It's, yeah, yeah, because there's quite a few ones, mm. uh, quite a few like that, where it just helps you schedule and plan things yes. plan, quite yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all in the planning, isn't it? it? Is. Spending a bit it more is. time doing it. Um, the, the I used to use Hootsuite an awful lot more than I do now, mm-hmm. mainly because each individual platform was caught caught on to the fact that people use these platforms it's still great it still can save you oodles of time but the functionality of it keeps on getting reduced and eaten away at gradually so when i first started using it moons ago you could get stats so if you did a twitter post you could actually see what engagement 
there was mm. with the links. Um, I mean, you can get them now on Twitter analytics and you can get them on Insight for Facebook and you can get them in LinkedIn. So you can get this information from various sources, but the whole point of Hootsuite was you could get it all in one place. And these platforms have obviously wanted to stop people from using that because Mm. those perhaps, I don't know, more scrupulous or perhaps more cutthroat were using it just to fire out reams and reams of posts but without mm. there being any quality or engagement whereas if you have to exactly. go to the platforms yeah. Yeah. you have to be a bit more considerate about yeah. what you do i think there should be a caveat to using hootsuite as well it's 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 good to get the underlying business message out there on a on a constant basis but you still need to go on to these platforms to uh, to do to to react to anything that might happen during the day to um, to engage with with people who've uh, who've been good enough to share, like, mm. comment on your post, and to to generate. So it, it doesn't doesn't get you out of being on the uh, no. being on the platform. It helps. Yeah. It it just gives you that presence, that continual presence. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a very quick tour of social media in the world. Uh, you could spend hours and hours talking about this topic. And as we've mentioned before, we will hone in on each of the platforms specifically because there are very niche nuances for each platform, uh, tips that aren't relevant for some but are for others, which yeah. I think we can really drill into with a bit more time. So it, it is very much a cursory uh guided tour hopefully it's been of use to you Mm. if you would like some more information um, then email us at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk we'd love to know about the twitter ad thing we will mention that again (laughs) because that that will be fascinating let us know your your good stories your horror stories is there anything that's gone wrong for you Um, perhaps that we can let people know so they can avoid falling into that similar bear trap any hints or tips that we haven't covered Indeed, yeah. indeed, because we, yeah, we, we're not the oracles of everything as much as we might want to believe we are. <laughs> um, uh, if you've enjoyed the show, as I mentioned before, please subscribe. You can get the shows then, all the major platforms, uh, at underscore GoFishMarketing. Yep. Make sure you like us and follow us, yeah. um, and then 5% of you might or might not see our posts. <laughs> <laughs> You can find out more shows on the podstation.co.uk where there's a whole raft of other things going on there. So go and check them out. Right, so next week, uh, we've thought long and hard about it. We've <laughs> deliberated. Um, we thought a little bit longer. We had a poll on it. Uh, we're going to cover procrastination, I think, are we? Shall we shelve that for the oh, next week? If we get around to it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe procrastination. Maybe. So what do you procrastinate about when it comes to your marketing strategies? Where are you going wrong? What, what are you thinking too long and hard about? So tune in for the next show for that one. Um, I think that's everything. It's good stuff. I think we've done everything. Yeah. So thank you very much, Chris. Thank you very much, Chris, for joining us. Where can people find you generally? On social media, of course. People can find me on, on LinkedIn. Just Google Google my name. On Facebook, it's my marketing guy. And on Twitter, it is Guy for Marketing. Okay, and website and email? Website, www my marketing guy all one word don't forget the two g's in the middle dot co dot uk an email 
and email guy at mymarketingguy, don't forget the two G's in the middle, .co.uk. Just to clarify, there are two G's in the email. It's not that's a whole email name. That would just be silly, Chris. Yes, that would be silly. And Elaine, where can everybody find you? Well, uh, my business is to sum it up. That's with two M's in the middle. God, these are long handles. We'll have to do a show about uh, snappy handles. So we've got Twitter at To Sum It Up. We've got uh, my LinkedIn is Elaine Atherton. That's A-T-H-E-R-T-O-N. And um, I've also got my Facebook page, which is To Sum It Up with two M's in the middle. And you can get me on Elaine at tosumitup.com. And you can find me, Matt Pollard, on LinkedIn. Two L's in the middle. There's two L's in there. Um, And just to complicate things further, on all the platforms, we've got Funky Vibes. Uh, the the handle is funky vibes up with a, a three instead of an e because some bugger had taken funky vibes, um, but we'd like to say it's because we're wacky. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you can find us there. Email wise, it's mark at funkyvibes.co.uk, and you can visit our website, which is currently under construction at www.funkyvibes.co.uk. So I think we're all done. I think it's we good are. Stuff. Let's yep. go and decide whether we're going to do procrastination next week. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye. You're listening to the Pod Station. Get social at the Pod Station on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.